0: Live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it off. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
1: Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We got a full night tonight, and we'll get started here. With Dijon Jernigan, in just a moment, we'll talk again and expound on when the tears stop. I want to get in my co-host, Duck Riley. Welcome back, sir. Appreciate it, Princess. Hey, it was a good good trip, a sad trip. We,
2: you know, we went to Atlanta checked on my mm-hmm. boy. Glenn DeVoe, his brother, passed away last Sunday. So we wanted to pay, pay our respect, and I gave him the respect from you and Tim. So it was, it was all good. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We
1: we did mention it on the on the show last night and, and everybody said prayers for him. Um, you know, now the healing starts, you know. Um yeah. uh, this is a, the the part that starts now for sure.
0: Um uh
1: Tim, anything you wanna say?
0: No, I just uh, I just want a second uh, and and give uh give respect for Duck for showing up uh, down there for Glenn. Uh, Glenn's good brother. Yeah. He was uh he was down in uh, Southern West Virginia when uh, Duck's mother passed away, and I was really surprised right. to see him there but uh good good man, yeah, awesome,
1: just awesome um for sure, and again, Glenndeville, we're thinking about you in in the entire family, and we love you and, and really support you so um for sure, Duck, do you have yep, an injury report? Good. Yeah, I'm first, sorry. Go
2: ahead, what, what Yeah, one quick thing about that is it's just like when Glenn and I used to go down and do the camps. I mean, Glenn's brother Rudy pulled me in just like I was part of the family, man. So it was very touching. hmm Yeah,
1: so yeah. It, um, I, you know, I, I handle, I don't handle death very well, duck, and you know, and I, I don't, I don't know who does. Um, but all we can say is that, you know, we support him and we can be there for him, you know, at this point. I didn't know Rudy. I don't think he's ever been on the show, but his wife has been on the show a couple of times. And, right. um, you know, so just a very intelligent family, too, and, and doing what they what they do um, to make a difference in Atlanta. So um, it, this is a, the tough part of it, and, and, I, and I wish the family well for sure.
2: All right. As far as the injury Prince, yeah, they Doctor Todd put me back in the booth. He said he said you ain't been doing you ain't been doing what you're supposed to been doing. He said, You are trying to overdo it. I I'm looking at him like, What you saying, doctor? I ain't twenty five again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the doctor diagnosed me with the flu two weeks ago, he told me not to talk for three <laughs> days. <laughs> So Reverend Robinson <laughs> said Doc that's not gonna last long. <laughs> <laughs> Before, um we don't have um Mr. Jernigan on yet. Uh Duck, do you wanna check on him? And I'm gonna ask him about his thoughts with the Jets in the Texans.
2: Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I, I, yeah, he I'm wants a, to I'm talk now. That. You
1: know yeah, when he when they <laughs> win. We get the banner posted. you know, then we capitalize J E J period E period.
0: Oh, well, you man. Know, they, I, I have to admit they weren't bad. Uh, they weren't bad, Sunday. Although I, I, I'm not, I'm still not sold on Wilson. He played a fairly decent ball game, and and I was really sort of surprised because Houston had been playing so well in yeah. uh, the last several weeks. Um, I know the Jets have got a good defense, but but most most games they have kept them on the field entirely too long, and late in the ball game they just get worn down, regardless of the talent level of what they're putting out there, and the offense just doesn't help them very much. But this week they 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 stepped up a little bit. Uh, they're still they're still a long way from where they need to be because that offensive line is they're they garbage.
1: <laughs> maybe I. Should, you know maybe I, say that.
0: Maybe I say that. You've they're already not, said it's just like just like Carlos
1: Bradley went to the Chargers reunion and said they need to fire the entire coaching staff. I said, you know, at
0: halftime. <laughs>
1: he, yeah, at halftime.
0: <laughs>
1: and he reemphasized that last night. He said, I went to their reunion. It was the Chargers reunion, and that's what happened. I do want to say, though, Tim, I'm pulling for Wilson. What an emotional um, up-and-down year in – I don't know – you know, you you have to have a certain mindset, and I know as athletes, but to have your successes and your failures revealed to millions every week, you know, and, and then all of the drama that comes with that. So they, they put him on the bit. They said he wasn't good enough. They went and got somebody that was, you know, bagging groceries and brought him in, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm over-exaggerating here, and brought him right. in, and that failed, and then they went back to him. You know, talk about, you know, when the tears stopped and then come back, and then, come on, we need you. That, that's that got to be an emotional roller coaster, Tim. Your, your thoughts about that, and I know you said he's not the answer, and he may not be, but I give him credit for stepping back in there.
0: Yeah, you know, I I will give him credit for that because uh, you know I went through a uh, one one year when I was in college a situation like that where I uh, I was sat down for a few games and then called upon when we when we got into the meat of our schedule and it is kind of hard once you've geared it down and and the coaches have kind of uh, decided that they're not going to play you as much for you to gear it back up particularly against really good ball clubs and uh, mm-hmm. for them to all of a sudden flip the script and say we need you and we we're depending on you and and we. Uh, Oops, we made a mistake. You know, <laughs> um, that that is kind of tough. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, what I had a problem with was last year when he was unwilling to uh, take any yeah. responsibility for their for their failures, uh, which were which were obviously offensive.
1: Yeah, he had no humility. He had no way to to you know to not put him in, in that situation in, with the media. But he was there, and they challenged him, and he said no. I don't have any regrets yeah. to do. I need to, you know, I, I agree with you there. Um, hopefully, yeah. there's been some growth, though. But as an athlete, and I and I've been an athlete in college, and being sit down and then put back in there um, is 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 not a good thing. Duck, your thoughts about this before we miss, get Mister Jernigan in here and open his mic.
2: Yeah, real quick, Francis, what you said about him bagging groceries and stuff, but. His problem that was he didn't ask them if they wanted a brown bag or
1: plastic. <laughs> <So that's, laughs> so. Tim, so, I knew it was going to be. I mean, <laughs> you didn't differentiate
2: between the two. You know, some people can't do that. So I, I, <laughs> I, I get it.
1: <laughs> I can't do this with you, Duck, and you've only been back now five minutes. <laughs> We just got you. Did we lose you? No, you got me. Okay. All right. Let's welcome in Mr. Jernigan. Mr. Jernigan, how are you today? I'm
3: doing all right. You guys forgive me again. I, I get to moving and doing stuff. I'm so sorry with that East Coast time. That gets me. But yeah. I, I will tell I will tell you a very special thing is that my reason was good for you because I was on the phone. My One of my best friends just became – the db coach at the university of florida coach will oh, right. harris oh <laughs> so,
1: wow i didn't you know yeah will yeah, harris no. was the, the coach at the chargers and they've been talking here for quite some time that that's where they were going
3: um but yeah yep. yeah yeah so i was um, on the phone with him he was asking me about we talking about portal guys and what guys are available and and so we 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 it just got going and so he was just finishing paperwork, and he was like, man, I'm on the phone with you. I need these guys. So we're having a good conversation, but sorry about that, guys. Uh, no, Coach, no, no
1: apologies. Uh,
0: Coach, Coach Jernigan, Jernigan, we, gonna, we understand that because they, they need help in Florida. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, understand. Coach Jernigan. yeah, I was going
2: to ask you. Tim, you can go ahead and go and that. have
1: dinner now because your, your mic is muted. You can go and have some dinner. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to let you talk about my gators like that. Mr. Jernigan. what you can do is, is text to call, um, Coach Harris, back and tell him he's welcome to come on the show, even if it's I just will. about the he's
3: one. He He's one of, yeah. Will was Will was my he's my younger brother. You know he's a good friend of mine. I went to the same high school, and so I would definitely get Will and say he'd love to do so. He he he's a great dude. So without okay. a doubt. And, All uh, right, Denise. Uh. uh
2: uh, Coach Jerniger, please let me know when he decided to come on because that that day I would be sick. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> hey, y'all get so much love from these guys. I know they love me because they they hard on me for sure. All right, Jerniger and Tim and Duck, y'all take over. <laughs> hey,
3: we, we, while
2: we while we talk about the portal, uh. How do you tie this in, uh, the portal in some of the stuff that you're talking about in your
3: book? Um, man, that's a great that's a great um a great question because I just <laughs> so you guys this week, today is only Tuesday. I will tell right. you from last week last week till today, I have been over and in over inundated with a high school and then portal guys for getting out the port- they're going in the portal and I'm trying to teach them how to get in and get out without being uh being in there too long because that's where that depression and that's where they start second guessing and questioning themselves is gonna happen right yeah and so um it's, it's this. It's been crazy. The portal has been crazy. Couple of things have happened um, where I've, I've been always talking about the, um, you know, really talking about this this whole thing from this perspective of, of depression because of the things that have happened the way it happened. I had kids this week, and one kid get dropped by you know, by Boston College, but luckily he had he had a high GPA. Boom, Princeton, Harvard, Yale and a, a Cal Poly came right back and offered him like two days later. So it was good. But this week I literally had two four-star DB, a DB and a wide receiver. One get dropped by UCLA. Another one get dropped. Another one gets got dropped by um, University of Oregon. Talked to his dad this morning. The these teams are having to win right now. The repercussions mm-hmm. of them dropping these kids—you got to imagine what goes through their minds now. These these kids have been committed since July. They get all the way to here. We are December, a week away. Signing day is the twentieth. It is next Wednesday, and you just dropped me. You tell me if you're going to be depressed as a kid. you you you, you wore Oregon gear all school year around campus because this is where you're supposed to be going. And right. now you don't have anything.
0: Ugh.
3: Anything. Well.
0: Wow. 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 That, wow. That, that's,
3: that's what I'm talking about with the portal, how we don't. And, and my first chapter is managing expectations. We're not. Managing the expectation of the athlete, and so when you when you're not managing their expectation, what's what's happening with them is that they are now they're shook up. Like when I talked to this dad today, luckily you know he knows me, he knows some other people. He called, he reached out. We had to turn around and sell the kid all over again to. Uh, you know, to schools as, hey, we got a four-star athlete. Well, you know, the first question is, oh yeah, we know who we know who this kid is. Uh, Oregon, <laughs> he was going to Oregon. Well, what are they gonna do next? Well, what, what happened? Why did Oregon drop him? Right, <laughs> right. Now, so now it, it's tough.
2: Hmm. Now, let me ask you this: How do you explain to the parents and that young man that? He's going
3: into a business but that's what we have to start but this is this is the scary part, guys. You tell me when did that business start? You want me to say how do I explain to that parent and that kid?
0: when should mm-hmm. I have
3: explained that when should I have explained that to the, that parent and that kid that when did the business start? You guys all saw Jerry Maguire. when did it start the business started when the business started a long time ago. Remember when, when the right. kid threw the baseball over the fence at the end of the movie? It started in youth football. It started when your daddy and your mama bought you a onesie that's, that had a football on it that said number one draft pick. It started when you took your kid to the park and you said, this is what you're going to do. It starts when parents get at at the age of nine years old when a kid goes, I play on my youth football team. And then when the season's over, or even during the season, I go to my personal trainer, my quarterback coach. Isn't that sound like a business, right there?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. He's nine. Wow, that's another chapter in the book. Whatever happened to just having fun? I didn't know nothing about no trainer when I was eight, nine, ten. I just played. <laughs> right. These kids are going to trainers and getting and getting one-on-one sports specific training at eight, nine, eleven years old means it's a business. So if you don't explain to them if I'm going to invest 50 dollars I, I trained for uh, I trained basketball when I stopped playing for many years. actually uh, before I started my service I quit I quit my job. I had 43 players. I lived in Denver. I had Colorado Mr. Basketball Matt Bolden. I had him. He was Colorado Mr. Basketball two years in a row and we went to the University of Gonzaga. I had I had a lot of kids, and I, I worked in a very high end area uh, in, in, in Denver uh, called Cherry Creek, over Greenwood uh, Greenwood Village um, Athletic Club. His parents were paying me literally twelve hundred dollars a month to train their kids twenty five hundred a month. If if I they want an exclusive, they would I would I would charge them. You don't want any other kids in the training session, but just your kid. Man, you you cut me you cut me for that one hour, but man, I could get a number of kids. I don't want to train my son with anybody else, so I'll pay extra. Well, wow. it's a business. That's a business. Yeah. I literally quit my job. I didn't work for three years. I was tra- I was just at the gym. Drills <laughs> hour upon hour. Do so they get out of school? Three o'clock, two of the. So, so it's a business because it's it has an intended end on where it has what these people they want to return on the investment that they they're investing in their children. Their their kid becomes a commodity, a product that they want to return on a scholarship, maybe the NFL, maybe NBA. But hmm. but. That might be the next title of my next book. Whatever happened, whatever just happened to happen, whatever happened to just having fun. Hmm.
0: Coach, coach, can I ask you <laughs> a question? I, I, can I ask a question? I, I hear, I heard you. Under, uh, I, I believe I heard you. You know, referring to high school kids who uh, who are having problems and being bumped because of the portal. And yeah. um, you, you know, we were. Duck and I were on a, a, a podcast. Uh, I think it was last year, the year before, with a bunch of high school coaches. And they were all lamenting back then uh, the, the the impact that the uh, that the transfer portal has had on their recruiting uh, of some of the really good athletes coming out. And, and I'm understanding you to say that they're they're now passing on four stars to to to, to get other guys in from uh, from the from the transfer portal. Sixty eight percent
3: three wow. star and four are don't have anywhere to go right now. All right. Wow. You have. It. So you have to understand. Here, here's the other side. You know what a high school coach's problem is? They didn't change with the times. Every so, I, living in California, and I'm I'm not quite. I know you, where you guys where you guys live at right now. Where do you guys live? I'm in Virginia. I'm, I'm, I'm in Charlotte. Charlotte,
2: Charlotte
3: New New Jersey by Charlotte.
1: Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm in <laughs> Columbia.
2: You're in
3: Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina. South Carolina. Do yeah. you guys know the 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 coaching stipend or the salary of the high school coaches in California or in your area? Do you guys know what they make? Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? What do you think they make? Probably about thousand so dollars. Yeah. So the head coach of varsity football at a at a, at a at a so let me let me let me rephrase this this way. I want to make sure I say this right because I don't. I can't speak for Mother Day and Bosco and, and and some of these private schools because I know what they make too. But a inner city school, on average, the head varsity coach stipend in California is five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. The JV coach will get uh, twenty five hundred. The freshman coach will get fifteen, and any assistant coaches helping, five hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars at a good school. What? You coach the crenshaw, you coach the inner city school like Crenshaw or Dorsey, your head coach might get three thousand, your J V coach might get five hundred. It it'll drop like that. And anybody else, they just helping out and if they get a, a hot dog and some nachos, they doing good. So <laughs> when you go to Texas, well wow.
0: that is because
3: we are that is because we are governed by CIF, which is the California Interscholastic uh, Federation. When you go to Texas, it is ran by the coaches association. Right. A coach in Texas coaches football only. He does not have to teach in the classroom.
2: Hmm.
3: Right. He, he is the head football coach. That means he has the time to coach football and get on the phone and help get those kids out of that school. Mm-hmm. That's one of hey, the biggest coach, problems yeah, with the coach. high school coach. So, Jennings, I don't mean to cut you
2: off, but how about this? Not only do they have no classes, but they also have a recruiting
3: coordinator. I was—you—you you took the words out of my mouth. So, what's happening now? I offer my services as to be a recruiting coordinator for a particular high school, and I go to different schools, and I—the problem is it's the control thing. Well, I don't want you to tell the parents or the <laughs> district says, <laughs> uh, or the district says. If they pay you, and you don't do what you said you're going to do, and we allow you to come, then they can sue the district. So we just do well where parents just sign up. They see I do seminars, or I do a, uh, I have one tonight. They'll do they'll get on a Zoom, and then if they sign up, they sign up. That's the biggest problem. It's almost like church, and, I, and I'll say this from this perspective: it's the it's the traditional and the contemporary. The contemporary church has changed its look. It's not talking to people about suit and tie and talking to people about, you know, they got the, what the LED screens and passion with no. and that's contemporary. Your traditional is this is how this is going to be. You got high schools that are still trying to be traditional, and they won't hire somebody to handle the recruiting. They won't change the look of the program. We got the same old jerseys. These kids are going to schools because they want an opportunity to play at another school at, at the next level. And if you don't know that coach, these are same coaches that are crying about transfers and why they transferring when they transferring, man. Because you still running the program like Dope Walker is up. This, this, that's over with. You got to get some young coaches in here that can that can relate to these things. You gotta have a program that when you're talking to parents, you know what the A through G requirements are. You have a sheet to give them. You got, you know, if you're not Division One, we work with Division Two and NAIA. That you you gotta you gotta have the stuff that the people need, but they don't. That's the problem, and so it it creates this whole thing, and it starts on it's it's everybody's got to work together from the youth level to the high school. To the college, but it is a business. You guys, it is a business now. Recruiting is made up of three words: performance, performance, influence, and exposure. And if you you can perform all day, but if you don't have no influence on social media and you don't have no exposure on that internet, and by writer you're not getting recruited. I don't care who you are, and they don't care how good. I get more i get in more conversations with dads about when he led the team and in, in tackles, and he had 160 solo tackles and three interceptions. Right. And I can't understand why they don't care. How many followers do he have on Twitter? How many people know who he is? Because this thing is coming down to, hey, he can put some people in the seats, coach. We better recruit him. Really? Yeah, he' good enough he ain't good enough, I know this, we're going to sell 10,000 tickets, extra tickets, because he got a whole bunch of followers. I'll give you guys a, a kid's name that that he was before his time just a few years ago, played at the University of Oklahoma and then finished at Washington. Kid named Brandon Ridley Hines. Everybody calls him Bookie. He went to Calabasas and he went to IMG Academy. He was the number one followed social media high school athlete in the country. Everybody knew who he was. From seven on seven to tackle football, he went to Oklahoma. Buki was a good player, wasn't a great player. Five ten, played nickel safety. And when Buki, I can tell you this. And when 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 Buki did bad against Texas, them Oklahoma fans were upset, and the coach Lincoln Riley wanted to take him out, and replace him. And somebody came to him and said, Coach, if you remove him off that field. We're going to be in trouble. He got more followers than anybody. It kept him on that field. And by his senior year, he graduated early. They said, oh, well, it's time. You know, we're not going to. He got in the portal and went to Washington. Same thing. I, will, I believe Bookie's uh, uh, social media presence got him all the way to a free agent deal with the, Seattle, with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then he got cut. But guess who hired him right away? Guess who hired him right away? Lincoln Riley, because he's one of the DB coaches and community or GAs at USC right now because of his influence. Influence. Right? I mean, so, you know, that's what this is about. And a kid that doesn't have influence, you know, that probably can play is tough. Now, uh, Coach Jenner, let's go back
2: a moment to getting getting the kids in and out of the portal.
0: And, and if, you should,
2: if you could do that, you should be a million. You should be a millionaire.
3: The problem is, is, is that I. This is the first year that well, I did it last year, but now this is the first year that I started charging because I didn't know I was going to get this many calls. But the biggest <laughs> thing about get, getting the kid in and out of the portal, it comes down to one word. They gotta get they gotta be humble. Bottom mm-hmm. line. They gotta be humble. And the problem and, and the problem is is first is that I have to go into the situation as like I did this morning with a kid. You go to Oklahoma State, that's great. You gotta be willing to go from power five to one double A, mid major you got to be willing to go. You might not You might not play from Oklahoma State to USC or Oklahoma State to Washington State or Washington. You may have to go from Oklahoma State to Fresno State, and that's why kids stay in the portal longer than they need to be. They're still living off of their high school accolades. Well, I went here. I think I should go here if I go in the portal. Nah, brother. You want to get in and get out? You're going to go from Oklahoma State to Fresno State. You might have to go to Oklahoma State to UC Davis but you want to get out that portal and get and get on the field.
2: When that, you, you explain that to him, mm-hmm. are the parents involved in that? Are they listening to this too or not?
3: Absolute, absolutely. And his mom and dad was on the phone, and they said, yeah, all he wants to do is play. But this is the same conversation I have when they leave high school, and that is you can't go to school because of a, a big logo. You gotta go where you can play. Go where they like you. Right. No, but people people get enamored with being recruited. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because if if I'm on University of Florida recruits me. Let's take five or six schools. I got I got University of Florida is my biggest or mid majors. I got Central Florida, Florida Atlantic, South Florida and right at the end Florida State jumps in. Do I go to do I go to, I mean University of Florida? do I go to University of Florida, or do I say, you know what? my, my recruiting has a pattern. looks like I'm a mid major, maybe a you know a smaller school guy because I got all of the smaller schools. Florida's coming here at the end. It would be nice, but uh, I might want to go to this other school because I'm going to have a better opportunity to get on the field. And play. That's what people don't do. They go, Florida came in at the end, so I went to Florida. Now I don't play. And coming out of the portal, what you guys have to understand is you got to have some value. What's valuable to them is somebody who played, who has some field, and somebody who has at least two, maybe three years. That's a valuable portal player. Well, most guys in the portal are guys who didn't play. They don't have any film. Yeah, they didn't play, and they don't have any film, and they got three years. Well, how am I going to go in the office if it, either of you on this, 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 on this show right now and my boss will say, hey, I got a dude from Alabama, and you're going to say, okay, what would he play? He played tight end. Well, you got some film? Where well, he actually hasn't played in, in two years, <laughs> and you want me to scholarship him? Because why? Because he went to Alabama? Man, get out of here!
2: Hey, coach. I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got an example for him, Tim, right quick. Uh, now, coach, I have a like you. I, I, I've probably not been inundated as much as you have, but I've been getting calls. Coach, can you help me? Can you help me? So this one kid and his parent called me and said, Coach, I wanna transfer but I don't wanna go down. I wanna go up. I said, Well, send me your link, you know, all this kind of stuff. He said, Well I haven't I haven't I haven't touched the field yet, but I think I, I'm ready to move up.
3: See? That 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 don't work. <laughs> that don't work. I, my, my only thing to that kid is get mom and dad on the phone because they need to hear exactly what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> you have not played. Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. You haven't played and you're going in the portal. Right now, your education is the most important thing. It's being paid for. If you go in that portal, mom and dad, if you let him go in that portal, you realize he's giving back a few fifty, sixty, seventy thousand 70 thousand dollars. He's giving it back. He's saying, I don't want it. Because once he goes in there, he has no scholarship. Are you sure you want to go in the portal? What is happening right now that's that's keeping you from playing, and what is happening right now that's telling you, you got to go get in the portal right now? I'm just unhappy. I'm I'm just unhappy. I want to play. Why aren't you playing? Politics, they got other guys. Uh, Is that what it is? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, tell me, what is it? Now, if you told me you want to go in the portal and you want to go down, maybe there's an opportunity for you to go down. But for you to go up, come on, brother. Come on.
0: Hey, Coach, I I was was listening to you, and I'm I'm thinking, um, you know, uh, what about the kid who who is, say, four-star coming out of high school, highly recruited, goes someplace, he's a little bit not happy with his playing time and wants to go back in and he just assumes that all of those schools that were recruiting him out of high school are going to want to grab him out of the portal uh, what's That's happening ha- there
3: well, what's happening is there they're still trying to live off of their high school accolades, so mm-hmm. what I tell parents is is the minute you have to understand stars don't mean anything to me i I try to stars right it they don't mean anything because. The minute you get to the school, the stars light the way, right? The stars are for the alumni. The stars are for the donors and all of those who send the endowments to say, hey, Jim, let's give another million dollars. We just got a five-star quarterback, right? They don't mean, it doesn't mean anything, right? It's great marketing. It's great to say that Alabama had 31 five-star athletes, right? And they got, it looks good on, right? But if we went back, how many times do you see them go back and do the numbers on those five stars and where they are? They don't. They don't give you the data of, uh, of, or the attrition numbers of what's going on with all those five stars. They just give them to you in the beginning to get you all hyped up because that helps them make more money. It's a good thing to say this is what's happening. It's marketing. So, what I try to tell the kid is is the minute you get to the school, it doesn't matter. Who may not have went to the camp. Do you guys if you understand how the stars work? The stars are worked <laughs> right. by yeah, the stars number one work by the writers and the amount uh-huh. of times that the, by the amount of time that the writers see you at camps or high performance camps. So if Nike has a camp, Under Armour has a camp, Rivals has a camp, those writers write about you. But at the top, the right amount of kids get into those camps, they get written about, and they get evaluated. So on Rivals, one kid can be a four star. On Twenty Four Seven Sports, they can be a four, a three and a half star. They can be on On Three or ESPN Three Hundred. They can be a three star. Right? Don't matter, because once they get to the college, all that doesn't matter don't matter. So that kid, to answer your question, what's happening with that kid, if he plays a little bit in the freshman year, there's a couple of things that have to happen. He still has some of that marketing residue left over coming out of high school. There's some people and coaches that probably remember who he is. And if he got on the phone before he committed and did it right and called all those schools and said, I want to thank you for recruiting me, but I decided to go to XYZ. I want to thank you, coach. And he left that door where they said, man, that's a really good kid. If something happens, I'm, I, I'd take him. I'd take him because I like the way he handles himself, right, back to it's a business. But that four-star kid, the, best, the the highest point of value that he has is one after playing one year because if he waits a second year and doesn't really play, doesn't have any film, and the residue of that 12th, that senior year of who he was, that's worn off by now. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. So, now, you,
2: you got to go make some
3: decisions. So, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I just stationed with um, a quarterback at USC, Malachi Nelson, probably one of the, the number one quarterback coming out of California last year, goes to USC. Well, He knew Caleb was going to be there, and he figures I'll fight for the job my second year. Well, let's look at what's happening right now. I see the writing on the wall. If I'm him, I'm gone right now. But he's going to stay. Caleb is going to the NFL. Caleb just announced he won't be playing in the bowl game. Malachi Nelson and Miller Moss are the two backup quarterbacks. They're going to start Miller Moss in the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Well, Miller-Moss is older. He was there a year ahead of him. So, Caleb is, I mean, uh, 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 Malachi is going to back him up in the bowl game. because Caleb's not playing. Lincoln Riley went on to say he is going in the portal to go get an older quarterback for next year and Mm -hmm. that there will be a competition. Okay. So, if you're, you guys, I'll ask you. If you're Malachi Nelson, number one quarterback, come out of high school just last year. This is your freshman year at USC. Your head coach, You have the Heisman candidate, number one pick overall in the NFL draft, possibly playing in front of you. Great. And another kid that's just a year ahead of you, and your head coach just announced he's going to get an older guy out of the portal because he's got to win right now. And he's not starting you in the bowl game. Are you going to stick around? You didn't play this year. You didn't play. Are you going to stick around and go through another spring ball? Are you going to compete for the position or are you going to say my highest value is everybody knows I was the number one guy coming out of high school a year ago, or am I going to stick here another whole year and play behind two more quarterbacks, then go in the portal and I'll be the, the guy that was the number one quarterback two years ago that hadn't played in two years.
2: But but you kind of answered it yourself. Now that he's said nobody cares that he was the number one quarterback. <laughs>
3: there you go. So he has to make, this is how bad this thing is. You guys are hearing it. This kid then has to make up in his mind either I'm going to leave now while I have some value or I'm going to leave next year and I got to hope somebody's going to take me.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we don't do it to the extent that you're doing it, but. I, I, you know, we we're in contact with the coaches, you know, the college coaches and stuff by what I do. Uh, so you you'll know that too, Coach Jernigan. I run the you know run the Glazer Clinic, so we get all the pro and college and high school and youth coaches that speak for us. So we oh, we kind of hear this. All, all.
3: It's amazing. I just asked. So I work with a guy here named Paul Gola, and I just yeah. asked Coach Gola, you know Paul Gola. I know he speaks for Yeah. So I just asked him. So he's in my town. I work, I've been with him for the last seven, eight years. I, I do the recruiting for his high school. I've been doing it for Bakersfield, Bakersfield High and now Gardens High where he is. Um, his son is in my service, and I've asked him, how can I become a – how can I, being a John Maxwell speaker and a speaker for recruiting, try to be on the Glacier Tour so I can talk to college and high school coaches, really the high school coaches that come, about recruiting. So
2: they, they would not – and, and I don't mean to cut you off on that. Yeah, they would ahead. not – the NCAA has gotten involved. They would not let us have anything to do with recruiting. We cannot even bring it up. We cannot even talk about recruiting. Well wow. so they
3: need to talk about well how can I talk about <clears throat> depression among athletes based upon of how they're being affected by not being recruited and being recruited <laughs> or not managing the expectations they they have to see these are the these are the things that they don't want to talk about. You can keep talking about right. hydration and how to run the triple V option and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day, we're not dealing with like this portal I got. The kid that you guys—I don't know if you guys have—you guys seen the kid named Owen Carey that was on the Jason Whitlock show? That Nothing. he was talking about Dion. He was talking about Dion and how Dion cut him and told yeah, him to just yeah. didn't even look I, at. Him. I don't. I don't. I don't, personally, I don't really follow Jason Whitlock,
1: and I refuse to.
3: <laughs> right. So 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 I and I understand. You know, he well. My kid Owen Carey was a kid. That was sitting in the front <laughs> row when Dion brought up the whole Louis Vuitton thing, yeah okay. I got you. and I and he's a kid that has gone on to talk about the culture up there, and now he's got death threats, and then he's leaving the school here at the end of the semester and but I told the kid to leave because I knew he wasn't a Dion type of kid. I just said, you're not <laughs> you're not you're not the kind of kid he, you need to go in the portal. He didn't listen to me. he stayed. Um, the NCAA is going to have to talk about recruiting. They're going to have to talk about. They're going to have to talk about the the biggest thing that we deal with it on the West Coast, and you guys probably deal with it as well. They're going to have to deal with. They're going to have to talk about offers. We got California kid. We just had we had a guy go on and fake offer fifteen kids on Twitter with a fake Twitter account that he was a recruiting coordinator from Oregon State. Wow! Because yeah, and then we got street agents out here that knows coaches that'll offer right. seventh and eighth grade kids, but the parents are paying three to five thousand dollars. So I put a proposal together to send the NCAA and said, "Look, you guys want to put a whole, you guys want to put, you guys want to get control of this thing. You've done a great job with the portal because the coaches have power now. You want to get all the power. Stop these guys from." Getting five thousand dollars per offer and say, coaches, if you offer a kid, and that kid commits, you have to take them. We'll stop all this offering. <laughs> we'll stop it.
2: What did did they, you get a response
3: back from them? I have not. <laughs>
0: okay, reason why I'm
2: asking you that because when I when I have a meeting on Monday, I'm going to bring yeah. it up again, and I don't know how. NCAA was going to stop uh, a couple of schools from speaking at the clinic because they said they had seen something uh, on the back of one of the shirts we wore, it, like staff shirts, and they had something about I forget what what group it was about recruiting, and they tried to shut it down. So
0: wow.
2: that's why I got I got I got to find out where we are with that now, but a we would love to have it, well I the, but you know and, I,
3: and I'll say this I'll say this to you guys. I don't have to talk recruiting. I, I know I would love to go to Glacier and talk depression among athletes. But you cannot talk about it because in this social media era that we in that all a lot of it is starting with recruiting. It starts with it. <laughs> a lot of like I was saying earlier, the coaches, the high school coaches All these guys are talking about transfers from one high school to the next, and they get upset about it. The reason why they're getting upset about it is because they have not put a recruiting, like you said, a recruiting coordinator. They have not put a process in place. They still, I got these older coaches, wherever you're good, they'll find you. No, Coach, if you're good, you got to promote yourself. It ain't if you're good, they'll find you. If you're good, this is the branding era outside the brand new era. This is the nosy era. People nosy. <laughs> Just put something on Facebook, they'll go look at it. Put something negative, they'll go look at it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just so you got it, you got you 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 cannot do this without talking about it,
0: and that's the problem. Coach, let me ask you this. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in the recruiting side of things. I know, uh, and you talked about kids going down and kids going up. Uh, Virginia Tech's uh, starting running back this year came from North Carolina A&T, moved up from uh, uh-huh. FCS to, to, to D1. Uh, you uh-huh. get two kids on the undefeated Florida State team, a kid uh, who uh, who uh, started off at Albany State, Jarek Verse is probably going to be a number one draft pick, uh, best, yep. best edge wrestler in the country, uh, who started off at a small small school and then moved up to Florida State. They've also got a nose guard who came there from a mid major. In Western Michigan, uh, obviously yep. those guys have tape uh, that they can present to florida state uh, and and they're making, they're making the case that you know sometimes it might be smart to go to a smaller school and then Absolutely. move into move into the bigger school um, and, 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 and a lot of people look at d three even which theoretically doesn't offer scholarships, but a lot of those better athletes are not paying for school, and I'll leave that alone. Um, how, receptive, uh, how receptive is our parents when you break that down to them uh, about steering their kid to a place where they can play right away and then moving up you know, their second or third year as opposed to going to the Alabama or going to the Georgia or to the USC right away?
3: Yeah, you know, you you say that, right? And, and how receptive? I was gonna say, are you familiar? You do a lot. Do you work with the Virginia Tech program? I heard you say them a, a couple of times now. You know a lot. Of I the know players some. That we, I know some people down there. Yeah, I
0: don't okay, work so I had I had know
3: a people down there. Okay, so I had a kid there from California that just left. DJ Harvey. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we all know him. Yeah. So oh, you know his mom. <laughs> so D, DJ Harvey. <laughs> we was know there DJ. And, <laughs> yeah, and so. DJ leaves there and comes to San Jose. How he gets to San Jose? They call Coach Jernigan. My son's on the team. The wide receiver coach and DB coach are two of my best friends. So, at first, if you talk to to, to his dad, he, if you knew the story, I talked to the dad prior to him leaving, and I called Dame and I said, Dame, same exact question you're asking. I said, Dame, I want to I want to say to you right now, damn that. I love DJ and I think DJ is a baller. I said, but here's the problem I, I have. There's something called regional recruiting. He is a California kid. He should not be going
0: all the way. Yes.
3: Thank you. I said, he should not be going to, he should not be going all the way to Virginia. I said, because when you look at the roster, the roster is, is full of kids from that way, Georgia, Florida, and Virginia, that way. I said, he said, well, mm-hmm. you know, receptive. They're really not as receptive because Virginia Tech sound way sexier than San Jose State when you coming right. out of high school, <laughs> right, right. It's, and and that's what we get caught up in. We get caught up in what sounds better, what's bigger, what's oh, I want him to go here, and that's where the problem comes in with with it. So. I have been as of lately on my recruiting one on one show, I talk to the parents about playing down to play up is one of the things that we talk about. What does that mean? You can't look at it as the consolation prize. You gotta embrace it, play down to play up. Here here's the biggest part about that. A lot of the kids don't realize how good people are even on the division three level. I have yeah. kids that at Rose Holman uh Rose Holman uh, school in Indiana and he wanted to be an engineer. He went D3. I said, what's the biggest thing you learned when you got to Rose Bowl?" Tell me what you learned. He said that ball players are everywhere. We got some dudes that can play with anybody. And yeah. that's the biggest problem with parents and kids, that there's some kids that think, well, I'll just go NAIA or I'll just go D3. And when they get there, they don't play as freshmen. And you go, well, what's going on? Because you were D1 coming out of high school. Man. Well uh, I don't you know well no, you weren't factoring in this twenty three year old dude that's playing, right? And that <laughs> and, 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 and and those become the those become the issues. So a lot of people think you're be- so a lot of people think they're better than they are. And so they're receptive. I can tell you in the last week oh, they all ears now.
0: Everybody all ears.
3: <laughs> Everybody because they don't, they've they been dropped or they, they're sitting around here going, oh, I thought December 20th we were going to have the whole family in the gym and we're going to be signing in the auditorium, and and now that's not going to happen. You're going to see National Signing Day go back to being the main day. These early signing periods that they've made now, December 20th, uh-huh. five-star only and portal guys. That's it. Five-star, portal guys. By the time we get over to February, second week of February for National Signing Day, you'll see the rest of your high school guys, and then the last of the portal guys, and the biggest guys that are being left out, the junior college guys. They're done. You're not right. You're not top JC guy ready to leave in January, as I told a young man earlier today. You're not leaving. You're not going D1. You're just not. And you had a great. You were all you were all conference, you did well two years, you got three point three, you gonna get your AA. that's great. You got nine division two schools on you and you're sitting here now fighting me to try to find a D one. Go play Division Two and just go play. The chips follow it, back. <laughs> and that's that's all I can tell you.
2: Yeah, coach, real quick yeah. before I know we're gonna be running out of time. Uh real quick. What what do you say to the parent that says, "Hey, I just want to see if we have interest from people before he goes into the portal"?
3: You can't because you won't have any interest with people because the schools can't talk to you. Now, if you're talking to me and I'm kind of trying to help you out, I'm a, I'm, I'm still going to ask you what the value. I got to look at the value. Did you play? The guys that are getting pulled out of the portal right now already—that's only. I mean, I look, I look, I can look now. I have a code to go in there and look. I can look, I can see who's already been committed. I see guys go in on the sixth, and they committed today. Today's the twelfth. They were in there six days, and uh-huh. then there's guys have been in, there's guys who've been in there since the eleventh. But when I look at that guy on the sixth, and I see that he's committed on the twelfth, there's two things—a few things that have happened. He either followed the coach that left the school he was at, jumped in the portal, and that coach got him out right away. do so you want nobody else to see him, and that, that was it. Or he got in the portal, and he had a lot of value. He played. He's one of these money quarterbacks that's getting $1.5 million NIL money, and he got right out. Right or you know he got in and he already he had already talked to some coaches so you really can't see your you got you know your your value is do you have film do you, I got a kid right now at UTEP he got one year I had another D, a D lineman that has one year and San Jose told me today they said we like the grad transfer one year he don't cost us a whole lot he essentially here five months I think we like him we gonna take him. But I've been working with the kids. You got to be working with somebody. If you're not working with nobody, and you haven't talked to a coach that, that you can trust, that's going because some kids are just jumping in and they're like, "Oh, coach said they they got they they have five positions open." I don't mean they. You gonna get one of them? <laughs> you know, so
2: yeah. What? Well, and, yeah. and I'm a. Uh... And, and I've and I've kind of put the kid's name out there and stuff like that. But like we're talking, he's a group of five kids. But he doesn't want to go down. He either want to stay on the same level or go up. And he how much he started did, how much his did freshman he... sophomore year and rotated this year. Coach uh, Helton came in. He didn't, wasn't recruited by Coach Helton and uh, from you you know uh, well, formerly of USC. Uh,
3: Okay, so he's at Georgia Southern with my nephew. My nephew's number six, Cameron Williams. He plays okay, safety. Okay,
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yep. And so Cameron and the other safety is gonna be the, the poster guys. What, what position does he play? <laughs> safety. So he wanted the other safety. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 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 my so my guy will recruit. Will wasn't hit the coach that recruited him either. Then right. 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 Okay, so he's falling into that that that, that place. So, you know, what you said tells me he has some value. He's played as a freshman, played as a sophomore. That right there gets the coach's ear. So he's played. He doesn't want to go down or he wants to stay on the same level but he or he wants to go up. Now, there's some schools that might take him going up, but he got to look at those schools. I look at records. I go, okay, we'll go look at a team that, you know, Five-win team, four-win they not going to a bowl game. Coach probably has one year left on his contract. Two years, you know, that he got to win next year. He's going to look mm-hmm. at so he's going to look at you like, can I win with this guy? Is this a plug-and-play guy? Is this a guy that I can take from Georgia Southern and put on the field right away, and he'd be an impact for me? But you got to look at the school and go, I can't be looking at a school that's going that, that won ten games. I gotta be looking at a school that won two, three, four games. They they kind of struggling. Coaches in that that he that coach is kind of desperate. He gotta get some older guys that he can plug and play. I gotta be looking at that. That's gonna take some work. That's some studying of some rosters and studying and looking. And then somebody's gotta make some calls for us, period. And then he gotta understand too. These coaches know each other.
2: I, I tell them that
3: all, I, te- I I tell them that all the time. Hey, look at us—we on the phone right now. I didn't know I didn't know you had somebody at Georgia Southern. You didn't know Cameron Williams, my nephew, <laughs> just that quick. So you don't yeah. think somebody gonna get on the phone and say, "Hey, tell me about so and so. He played at, at Georgia Southern. Hey, we, my coach like him, but we we trying to get some, you know." And this happens all the time. We try to get some. Oh yeah, info. What what's going on? Oh, uh, you know. He all right, man. He had a little hiccup. The other kid was a little bit better. He felt he was better, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Is he a dog? Is he going to come and play? He going to go to class? He's going to come get – oh, he going to do that? All right, I'm going to stand on the table for him. There it is. Or yep. they hear something else and they're like, all right, man, I, I, I'm waiting. I got another kid I'm looking at. They. I tell the parents again, the portal has given the coaches the control back. Because the street agents and the handlers were making coaches offer six or seven dudes. They would try to recruit one guy and they said, Well, if you want to recruit him and you want him to come visit, you got to give me three three more offers for these other kids. Well, they don't have to do that no more. They can look at you in your face and say, I ain't offering nobody. I like your guy. Y'all gonna let me talk to his parents and him? If you don't, I'm going to the next guy because I can go to the portal and I don't even have to recruit this little high school kid and deal with you all at the same time. I know that's what happened out here. Yeah.
2: All right, I'm gonna turn it over to precious. Uh Man, I appreciate it. Look, we got you. Got to hit me up, man. We
3: got to talk off air. Man, I love y'all. Y'all need to come on my show, which is a, a live podcast on Facebook Live. Uh, it's recruiting one on one, and, and we can we can stay on. See, we stay on. We stay on an hour or two hours. <laughs> I used to do blog talk. I used to talk, I used to do blog talk radio, but I talk too much. I'm like, no, nah, I got to do something else. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. Good stuff. Um,
1: we have another uh, show to get to, and we got less than right. a minute. Thank you, Mr. Jerry. All right. and we appreciate you. Thank
3: you. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All
1: right. <laughs> Tim Moore, um, Duff Riley, we'll talk on the other side. Never had it so good, sports radio.
0: All right.